Hey, welcome in. Glad that you have jumped in here with us. We are sharing another podcast. My name is Billy. And, and I'm, I'm Lori. Here with my lovely wife, Lori. And we are doing off, a podcast called... Dive Deeper. Dive Deeper. And we've been talking the past few weeks about prayer. And we want to continue that. Um, and so Lori had a couple things that she just wanted to share in regards to this past Sunday. But then we actually kind of want to go down the rabbit hole of a totally different... Um, uh, we kind of need a we need to do a date stamp, babe. Date stamp. So date stamp would, would be, be from... July twenty four. Okay, is the Sunday that okay. we're looking at. But, so they can always um, watch online if they want. Yeah, but this one is. Uh, I think by the end of it, we will have veered off a little bit from that. But uh, we want to so. we want to cover a little bit from what happened this past Sunday. So what do you got? Well, you know, um, my sweet mother actually took some notes because I was at the airport picking up Kaylee who was coming back from Colorado. So we kind of did this little, she did it on her own. So I was kind of glad that she took the notes. Cool. And I know that you were talking about Joshua this time. Yeah, Joshua and Joshua Jericho. the battle of Jericho. That was it. Jericho. I remember doing that in high school. We had like, and we all had the white gloves and white face kind of thing. Were you I'm in not, corral? The, yeah. Oh, wow. And it was fun because we had to, like, do, like, it was, like, black lights and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's what I always think of, Joshua. Oh. Anyway. Sorry, sorry, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> it was before. You weren't at, at the school yet. Okay, very good. Yeah. You were too cool for school then. Um. So anyway, so you started off um, briefly. How did you start off? Because my first point is dependence on God, and then she went to di- distance. Yeah. So devotion. Yep. Yep. So dependence means that God wants to be depended on. And of course, we as Americans like our independence. And yeah, but when we pray, when we call on God, we are actually depending on him. And those are, again, going back to what we've talked about. And this is from Mark Batterson. Bold prayers honor God and God honors bold prayers. So but. You know, you even mentioned it. I think actually, just that we're such a uh, we're such a Google society. We we can pretty much figure things yeah, out on our own. Yeah, we can kind of search out all kinds of information on yeah. our own and figure it out with our brains. So a lot of times, the prayers that we pray are prayers that we're pretty sure God is okay with answering. Mm. And so, but when you're coming up against a fortified city like Jericho, um, they needed. God's help immensely, and especially well, yeah, with the battle plan. They definitely didn't have Google. Yeah, the battle plan that he drew up was kind of a weird one. Just march around the walls a few times, and I'll take care of everything. Um, that he likes to be depended on. So that was the first one, and then the second point was distance. Distance. Um, they had to go the distance. So give he up. asked them she to wrote down, give up too soon on praying. Go the distance. Yeah. Don't give up. Yeah, That's yeah, pretty cool. Well, and and the question that you can't help but wonder um is how many answers to prayer are there available that are just waiting for one more request Mm. one more prayer Mm -hmm. you don't want to ever give up on something that could be just a prayer away well the enemy definitely wants us to give up so the israelites that's an easy win for him had to go the distance had to go six days in a row in order to get the victory yes and then there was devotion was verse four devotion yeah that's adoration that's worship um because he actually sent the trumpeters out and they were they were 
playing tunes um, the whole time they were walking. <laughs> who's it? Who's the trumpeter guy you like so much? Chris Body. <laughs> Dude is great. Check it out. Chris Body on Apple. Sorry, um, sorry Bill Hobson. You know you like to play too, but no flugeling. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he sent the worshipers out, and and it reminded me of a story of the Old Testament where actually there is a battle that's coming. And the children of Israel are facing an enormous army, and the king is concerned. And so the Lord draws up another battle plan, and he says, Here, here's what we're going to do. Send out the choir first. <laughs> Send out the band and the choir. And so, you know, you can only imagine what those people must have thought when the king was like, you're going first. But they went out, and as worship began to happen, God caused disarray among the enemy. They went against each other. By the time the army gets there, it's over. Yeah. Uh, so we, I was just saying that worship has to be part of our prayer because God's presence well, that, call, that draws him in. That yeah. draws him in. When we worship, we, we always forget about that. His presence is felt it's in a very special way. It's more than just singing and yep. programming and all that kind of stuff. It draws in his his presence. Um, and then distraction. I know we're moving kind of fast, but I've got some little yeah. rabbit holes I want to go to. Uh, distraction, and that's the second time we have used rabbit holes in this podcast. So let's try not to do it again. Um, distraction. Uh, we can get easily distracted when we pray. Yes. And so we've got to make sure that um, we are focused. And the verse that went with that is when Joshua basically told the army, you're going to do this silently. Don't talk. Mm. And because, you know, you can only imagine. I mean, I can only imagine me. This on is like when you day, talk about Joshua and Caleb. Yeah. And they were the only two well, that came back. Yeah, Numbers 13 and, and the Israelites come back, the spies come back, and they spread a bad report. And a million Israelites are kept from going into the promised land because yeah. of the bad report of a few. Right. So this time Joshua was not messing around. And God wasn't messing around. He said, tell them to be quiet. And so, you know, you don't want them just marching around going, this is the dumbest game plan I've ever heard of. What mm-hmm. in the world? How are we going to win the war just marching around, blah, 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 and one thing how leads to years, another. How so, many years have, have gone by 40, since that? 40. 40 years? Since, so, they, since they had the chance to go in and now they were going in, it's been 40 so years. So actually it took Joshua 40 years to keep being Joshua and wondering why did that happen? Like... Well, I he came knew. back and gave a good report. Why am I still having to be wandering no, he, in the... In he the... knew why it was. And actually, he and Caleb knew that they were going to live and be into the promised land. Okay. I mean, and but Moses 40 years. Even told them, oh, yeah, that's a long time. That's a long time. It's a long time to keep the, keep the dream alive. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, I think the first thing I wrote down was, how many times have we talked ourselves out from the blessing of God? Mm. That was good, babe. Very good. Yeah. Um, And then... Lucky number seven. <laughs> I wrote lucky number seven down um, because that was the seventh time around that Joshua. Seventh day, seven times. Yes. Yep. Yep. And Perfect number. that it did not happen the first time around. Right. No, they had to go six. Uh, like, could and you then imagine? on like, the All seventh right, we time. we're going to do this once. Now it's going to happen. And yep. then, no, we're going to do it again. Now it's going to happen. Again, that was all instruction from God. I mean, he had told them, this is the way we're going to draw this up. And so they kind of knew, they, you know, from six to nine, we're marching. And um and and then the shout and then bam. The Doesn't city. that remind you of Laman the leper? Yeah, how he had to go down a certain amount of time. Yeah, Laman that's in the New the Testament. Down into yeah, huh? the water seven yep. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of then he came up shouting. Right yeah. on. Well, according to the song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he went running. He was very excited. Um, okay, and then I thought this was kind of good. Was you? Or was it me? I don't know. I don't know if you said anything about pride or did I write something about pride that they had to set apart their pride? 
No, I probably said that. Yeah, because walking pride around really gets in the midst of stuff and really messes it walking up. Walking around all dressed up for war, but not going to battle, and you're just marching around a city silently, and you know that they had to start getting some hecklers and that kind of thing on the top of the wall, and maybe even some people throwing some stuff, who knows, and they can't respond. So, yeah, the, they had to kind of set aside their pride and, and continue to move towards God's promise. And you talked about entitlement, which, of course, is like everywhere around us. Include, yeah, I mean, including ourselves. We all just kind of feel like we're entitled. Well, yeah, we just walked so. into this room and said, hey, Google, turn on the lights. <laughs> <laughs> and it gave us Aviance, yeah, and, and we worked. had to change. Anyway, okay. Um, and then I think you said when we let down our pride, then we may realize to pray bigger prayers. Like that's when we would pray bigger prayers. I don't know. That sounds like you. Is that me? Yeah, I think See, so. See, sometimes it just all gets in the gray space down here, and I just don't know what to say. And that, and then lastly, you talked about dream, and you yeah. talked about Bryce Bruce Almighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and partly the reason for the dream is because it, what if they'd have just decided, oh man, this has been a great victory. Let's just stay here in Jericho. They never would have gotten to the rest of the promised land, which God had promised to them. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's easy to rest on laurels, I guess is the best word. Yeah. It's and just, so we can get satisfied, but yet God still wants us to dream. And isn't it interesting that like what you just mentioned, Joshua and Caleb, they kept that dream alive, man. I mean, they never let it go. Right. And so here, here's where I go. This is where my brain goes because I think that maybe, I mean, although it was very, it was very good in the Joshua of of Jericho and all the lessons of that is very, very, but it's kind of like the same thing that we've talked about. Like we just kind of extended it a little bit, right? Because we're just talking about prayer and like how important it is. So we just kind of proved it again by talking about Joshua. Oh yeah. Yeah. We pulled Joshua out. Hey Joshua, come over here. Let's use you as a storyline. Yeah, okay. So, here's my brain. I know you hate when I do stuff like this. Yeah, it's like you have a simple... So, when you got... So, Billy, tell me. When you got out of the message on Sunday, didn't you have... You had a conversation with somebody that kind of started the whole little rabbit hole going in my brain. Three times on the rabbit hole, we cannot use it again. <laughs> Sorry. Um... Yeah, uh, we had a, I had a gentleman that came up and just said, hey, have enjoyed this series on prayer, but with all the different demographics in our church and people at different stages in their following Christ and that kind of thing, and some people visiting and new, mm-hmm. do people even know how to pray? Right. And I was like, That's got touche. me like going, yeah. well, yeah. That's, well, that's a great thought. How can you not talk about how to pray? And, right. And I know, like my grandparents always used to start on Sunday morning because they would have TV church when I was little and every Sunday morning they would say the Lord's prayer. So I'm grateful that I learned at an early age, the Lord's prayer. Right. And now I know that that is God's, I mean, Jesus's example as to how to pray. But of course in this day and age, I don't know very many people are going to sit around and pray the Lord's prayer. Well, and the other thing is I think that Jesus was using that as an example and an illustration right. of how our prayers should be kind of focused and and but he his intent I don't think was for us just to pray that prayer once a day and be done with it. Right. Cuz that's more like out. a tradition or a religion prayer. or like Well again, it's a type. 
it's kind of like it's you know in the Old Testament we have the prayer of of Jabez that we looked at, mm-hmm. and again. It's and great David to pray that prayer. His, his prayers it, are recorded. It's great to pray that prayer of Jabez, but again, if that if that becomes your only prayer, then you're missing out. Yeah. Um, because there's so much more available to us in communicating with God, and Jesus gives us a great example of how to pray, but not necessarily how often to pray. Right. Um, you know. So. So yeah, can our, I can I kind of go through a little resource that I found? Um, please. So I thought I would just mention it to our people. If they want to Google, her name is Melinda I. Cooper. And she's a female author. And I was I came across, it's crosswalk.com. And it talks about um, just how to start a prayer. And yeah. I thought it was very, very, like, so basic. Yep. But you always have to think about the people who... They're new to their faith. They're new to church. They're new to this whole thing. And like you talk about prayer and bold prayers and your trust and your faith and all these things. And you're just like, whoa. Yeah. And they're kind of like, wait a second. I haven't prayed in quite some time. Well, yeah. Yeah. And so a couple things, um, you know, that we're in a relationship with an all-knowing God. So when you talk to a human being, they there's certain things that you don't give them access to to know all everything about you. Mm-hmm. But with God, He already knows. Yeah. And so when it's, you know, when you go to pray, you don't have to think that you know you have to. He already knows all the the good, bad, and the ugly. Um. And so He just wants to hear from you. And He still wants to hear from us. Yeah. Yeah. And He already knows what you're going through. Sometimes we already know what our children are going through too, but we still like to hear them tell us. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty pretty cool. Yep. Um. And let me see. Anything you want to share with that, my dear? Well, no. Just that. Um. This actually goes into then. You know, how do you start a prayer? Mm-hmm. Um. And my basic approach for me has always been dear heavenly father. Yeah. Um, but again, that comes just from a, my tradition. That's probably how I've heard prayers started most of my life from most of the people that I love. That's how they would start a prayer. Also, of course, Jesus starts off with, uh, our in father prayer. who mm-hmm. are in heaven approaching so, God with reverence um, for who he is. Yeah. yeah. And so what, and what we are doing is we are admitting God's perspective. Yeah. His sovereignty that he is above us and above the situation. And so we're kind of giving him glory and acknowledging who he is and we've talked about that in this series, even. right? But that's how the prayer starts. That's why we say, "Dear Heavenly Father." That's why we say, you know, um, and and there are other ways to 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 start a prayer. There's no there's nothing that says that God's not going to hear you pray if you just start off with something else. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've even talked about the fact that there are some people who have a real simple beginning to a prayer. But part of the reason for that is because they have found that it's best for them to just have a conversation almost with God. That's that's the best way that they can feel like it's okay to go to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a conversation. We we have the opportunity to talk to him and we have the so, opportunity to listen. So this is where my this is what I think about because I think the reverence is very key because um 
like trust trust has been broken so many times in the like in humanity like as a human being you can sit and watch the news and you see politicians you're like i don't trust that guy you don't trust so and so you don't trust this because your trust has been broken so god is never like god is not human he, he it's not the equivalent to you know what i'm saying us no right so i think the reverence is pretty key cuz you're again your pride you're, you know, you're, you're saying you're less than. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. And so then I was wondering, so is trust and faith the same thing? And I already kind of went into that a little bit and long story short, I came into that. Where did I write it? I wrote it down someplace here. Oh, um, faith is the highest level of trust. So we so talk about when you're placing your faith in God, then you are placing your highest trust in yeah, God. Yeah, but are we really trusting? Like if we really truly trusted, then we would go to him in prayer. We would if you truly trusted a human being and you really had a question and you needed help, like we trust Google. But we already know that Google Why? cannot always be trusted. <laughs> right. Same so thing. those Same are thing the things G- that my mind just is like Same ah. thing with GPS. Yeah. And then you and then the other thing and I know I'm kind of going too fast, but you talk a lot about bold prayers. And I just I don't know if if we really truly get how what that means. Well, it's very but possible we, that we don't know. Yeah, so let's but. talk a minute about that. Cuz think about think about things that you are bold about. Okay. So, like, what are they? Our listeners can sit there and think, what are you bold about? Because people get really bold, like, on Facebook and stuff. They say everything they want to say behind <laughs> a keyboard. <laughs> well, that's not always, yeah, well, that's not the best example of boldness, but I see what you're saying. So the definition of bold is showing an ability to take risks, confident and courageous. So I truly, truly want to pray bolder prayers. And um, it goes back a couple weeks ago when you're talking about the golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people from Revelation. Yeah, you want to make sure you've got some prayers in there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, he's not always going to answer your prayers the way you want him to. No. And he's, and he's God. And again, that's where you're going to reverence him. It's not like he's your friend and he just kind of like forgot to pick you up. So as far as like even our church and our campus, I think that for you and I, our prayer would have been a completely different building uh, first because you actually saw that it was for sale and that started our path. That started mm-hmm. our adventure down. Uh-huh. Hey, can we do this? That would have been the first thing, but we weren't, that wasn't what God had for us. Then we had a second opportunity, even put a deposit down on it. We thought that's what God had for us. I'm so glad we didn't but get that. But we didn't, we didn't get that. And then God leads us here mm-hmm. to where he eventually wanted us. And it's actually bigger and better for us than we would have anticipated. And so I do think that it, 
our prayers, our bold prayers, can actually have the faith, like Jesus said, of a mustard seed, and God will do so much more with them mm-hmm. if we will just take to him the matters that we have in prayer. And it's a The practice. matters that we have that we deal with. What are the things that you are worried about? Yeah. If you take those to God, those suddenly become bold prayers rather than worries that keep you up at night. Yeah. We're giving it to him and saying, come on, God, I, I desperately need you. Um, and so, uh, so I think that, and that, and that becomes the middle portion of the prayer. Right. And this article that I, that we're talking about, that's why it's so informative because it does, it talks about when you're in the middle of the prayer Yeah, and how sometimes you, you don't know what to pray. All you start knowing is you start feeling the heaviness of what you're carrying. And sometimes you just are on the, on your knees before God, just crying it out. Well, and the cool thing about that, though, is that the Holy Spirit, uh, according to Romans chapter 8, there are times when we just go to God in prayer and we don't know what to pray, mm-hmm. but the Holy Spirit is there praying on our behalf. Right. And sometimes you just have that concern that you just don't have words for. Mm-hmm. And but But yet at the same time, when we go to him and say, God, I don't even know what I'm... Or it's just that the choice that you have. And it's just, you've got two choices. You've got two ways to go and you don't know which one it is. God, I've got to leave this. And so the Holy Spirit is there interceding is mm-hmm. what Roman says on our behalf. Right. Um, the other thing that this article says, and then we got to wrap up here, but the yeah, other thing the article says is that of course, things need to be done with um, an attitude of gratefulness mm-hmm. and thanksgiving. And Paul says in Philippians that we are to bring our petitions, bring our requests to God, but we are to do it with thanksgiving. And that's not just the third Thursday in November. We need to be thanking God. Each time we pray, there's something we can thank God for. And yeah. then we take to him our request. Um, and I just, you know, I guess one thing I would say too when it comes to how we pray um, you don't have to worry about the these and thous and all that kind of stuff. No, uh, the, he just wants the, to hear the, from you. Yeah. And the it's verbiage, a the language. It is a practice. It is. And like now we've got the World Cup with the ladies playing, you know, soccer. And it doesn't, it just, I just look at these ladies and I just think, how, how long have they, how many games have these ladies played soccer? How many practices? And look at them. Well, there's interesting. There's a girl, she's 18. There Can is you imagine? 18? An illustration that I gave, actually, that your mom didn't write down, which is, of course, totally understandable. You didn't like totally my, my World Cup illustration right Yeah, there? no, it was good. But it ties into how we started the service. Because oh. the sermon, the message Sunday, we used an illustration from a guy who went to the West Berlin Music Academy and studied violinists and how long they practiced. Right. And the violinists... Oh, that's right. Uh, you know, you could be a music teacher level and you practiced about 3000 some odd hours. Um, good. You were going to be able to play in a symphony or an orchestra. That was, uh, you know, about 4,000, nearly 5,000 hours. But to be the best at violin, you were practicing in excess of 7,000 hours. And it was the practice that moved towards the performance, but it was Mm -hmm. also the practice of those individuals that showed the promise that mm. each of them had. Ooh. And so when we get into the practice of prayer, I think people that understand and practice prayer more, they know that with each prayer, there is promise of God that is just and on there's the horizon. And there's, we just got to get over that hump. There's a hump that we just kind of like, well, 
you don't see, you don't see him or he doesn't answer my prayers or so it's kind of like an afterthought. Yeah. And we've just, we just have to keep. Yeah. So, uh, this Sunday we're actually going to talk about, and so our podcast next week will be the different on-ramps that we have to prayer. Yeah. And so we're putting those together here at our church and we'll talk about those next week. Very excited. But, um, anyways, thanks for joining with us today. Hope this helps a little bit. I would encourage you to go ahead and subscribe, uh, because then you'll get indication as to when a new one of these comes out. We try to get one out every week. (laughs) Uh, this week we're a couple days behind, but, uh, hopefully you'll give a listen and thanks again for joining us. Thank you so much. We look forward to talking to you next week. Bye. Bye.